0: Love Talk Radio. Love Talk
1: Radio. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and I have here with me Jane Victoria Norlock.
2: Hello. How are you today?
1: I'm lovely. How are you, Jane?
2: I am excellent, excellent.
1: And this evening, we're thrilled and excited to have with us mm. Brother Bill from uh, Inner Child. Uh Brother Bill, just bill, Bill, Billy, William, so many names, but all one angel. How are you, Bill?
3: Rick? I am doing great, I'm honored to be here, and thank you so much
1: well it's it's an honor to have you here uh, Bill's uh one of our comrades in microphones as uh, another radio host and uh publisher and poet and writer and workshop leader and well, we could use the whole show if I wanted to run his uh c v so I guess uh I guess that'll have to be enough
3: yeah, that's enough that's enough for me <laughs> you know me Rick i you know i just i just want to keep you know low cheek you know with everybody else up same thing you do you know uh.
1: absolutely when uh, Bill and I first met on a Ning board some some time ago bill was a little concerned about me cuz in my picture i'm wearing a blue suit with a red tie very very republican <laughs> looking and uh and i didn't know anything about bill i just he was posting these poems and i, I are great poems you know and i said okay bill so fancies himself a poet and um i didn't know he fancied himself all these other things and 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 as i said many people on the planet just fancy him an angel um, so uh we're Thrilled to have him with us tonight. Want to give a shout-out to everybody in the uh, chat room as the uh, family is gathering. Uh, We have uh, Janet, our own derailed poet, that's with us tonight. Uh, I would like to ask everybody if uh, they would take a moment to uh, send love and light and prayers in her direction. Uh, Her brother's had a little health challenge today, but things seem to be progressing on, so uh, if you just keep them... uh, in Your Heart. Uh, Christina Falagi is here, and uh, uh, Poets Den, and Richard the Lionheart. So, welcome everybody. You want to get us going, Jean, or?
2: I don't know, because you know what? First of all, this this to me is very exciting, because I finally get to talk to Bill, Um <laughs> <laughs> and i i just can't bring myself to ask him our atypical question because there's so much that bill really does that i can't i can't say who the hell are you and what do you do because there's there's
1: we don't have enough time
2: we don't we really don't so um you know what i'm going to ask a question that because a lot of the people that are listening okay we we've gone over bill's cv he's um well uh, where do you start? He's a radio show host. He's a publisher, he's a poet, um he's a writer. He's a speaker, he's a teacher, a guide, uh, a good friend and just an all-around good man. He's everything that you look for in a good man. Okay, so that's that encompasses Bill. He's a good man. He's an example of what it is to be a good man. So, my question to you, Bill would have to be my first question right off the top is what is the best part about what you do, about everything that you do. What's your most exciting, yummy spot in all of um,
3: that? Richie doesn't know me, does she? It's about pure, simple love. You know, it's just that simple. You know, um, I can't put it. There's no other word that will suffice that will describe what I do, um, the feeling I have, you know, about life, about what I do, other than love, you know, all, um, you know. You know, and you know, I'm just simple. It's just like I give it, it comes back. Um, you know, and you know, I'm just trying to find more ways to get it. You know, um, you know, I, you know, I'd like to say every day, um, but you know, every opportunity I have that I'm conscious, which is a challenge <laughs> to be in conscious awareness. But um, you know, that's that's it in a nutshell. I believe that you know everything works together for greater love you know, like even the universes university, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And here we are today with an opportunity to share some new love. And, uh, you know, for that, I am thankful. I am really, really humbly thankful you now for that opportunity.
1: And I think that's one reason that everybody uh, uh, speaks so highly of, uh, of you, Bill, is uh, that's, that's what Bill does. Somebody comes along and Bill just loves them, and it's it's uh, somewhat surprising, I suppose. It's becoming more normal in the world today, thankfully. But um, first time I ever spoke to Bill, uh, and and I I know from my own interview on his show, he wondered a little bit about that picture and who that guy was. But <laughs> but the but the first time I spoke to him, Bill loved me just the same way that he loves me today, and. Uh, that's uh, uh, rather unique and and very refreshing to find.
3: You know, it's funny you speak of that, and just so everybody else can get a taste of that particular story, um, we were on Elizabeth Eats' site, you know, the IM site, you know, and I think that was the first time I I actually paid attention to Rick, and as Rick says, he was so Republican-looking, you know, and, you know, um, I, I think as human beings, you know, that there are, there's always voices, voices of judgment, voices of discernment. And, you know, I examined these voices that were in my head, like uh, trying to discern who this guy was that was looking so straight and anti what Bill has grown up and been, been about. And then Rick, you know, in all honesty, Rick reached out and embraced me. I was just posting poems, you know, having conversations, and Rick started featuring, he was an admin on the so site, started featuring the work and then we, you know, got to know each other and you know the funny thing is, you know, what we learn, you know, over and over again. Sometimes we have to learn the lesson over and over again. That don't judge the book by its cover, so to speak, because Rick, you know, you have a great heart. I'm so appreciative to have shared this journey of uh, what little we have shared thus far. Um, it you have certainly been a blessing to me. Um, and as we let down those barriers, you know, of judgment you know, those things that we um, kind of want to define people by. And also also ourselves. We find that there's great treasures, you know, um, beyond that what is there for us at first glimpse. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful. That's all I can say. I'm just thankful. You know, and as a result, you G Gene has come into my life. And, you know, that's, again, another blessing. You know, so the blessings just keep coming, you know, our way when we let those, you know, those guards down. Not to receive them. No, and no, no, no. I'm just
2: thankful for that. It's, it's so true. Um I've actually have I've had friends who've looked at his picture and go, What? <laughs> <laughs> Fifty scary man. Why is this uh, man uh, friend of me on you know, Facebook? Who is this man? But once they get to know him, it's just you yeah. know? I Yeah. It's just like talking to your brother, really. Great. Um and I, I
3: and I'll say wick with the pepsodent smile you know it goes back a little <laughs> to let me catch it in
2: style.
3: That's it. a wonderful
1: oh thought. Like I Yeah. Yeah, I was, always wanted one and and uh and then it was the uh what was it? I wanted the pearl drops thing going on because I wanted to run my <laughs> tongue over my teeth and have it be good. But it was just it was terrible. I was I was very republican and in the in the scene when I was a child, but you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I still like to say that I belong to the same party that my father does. He always told me he didn't belong to a party. He tried to listen to people and figure out what it was that they actually were going to do and, uh, that he didn't care what party they said they were with. And, um, uh, so I'm just trying to carry that forward that I just try to listen to people, see if it makes sense to me. And if it makes sense to me, I'm there. And, uh, uh, and Bill, uh, always has. And, uh, uh, and is quite the champion and friend uh, to so many uh, poets and writers and musicians and uh, uh, gosh, um,
2: <laughs> I'm not sure. Keep track, huh? Yeah, I'm
1: not sure. There's very many, very many folks that uh, if they're in there slugging, that Bill wouldn't champion. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, if they're they're blowing smoke, then they can go, but uh, uh folks that are writing from the heart uh, expressing from the heart are uh I can tell you use that word treasure uh that you do uh uh treasure them'cause it uh, it shows in your works
3: yeah, I absolutely do um you know one thing uh you know little story i when when I was young um uh, because of my age i there was a time. In my youth And Rick You probably can identify with us We're children We're, we're seen And not heard um, You know And we had to ask permission To speak Or interject ourselves Into You know conversation When there was adults present Or if we had mm-hmm. something And um, I'll never forget I remember one time uh, I was coming down the steps, We lived in Philadelphia And uh, my father was in the Korean War And there was a picture Of a cruise ship um on the wall coming down the steps. Now, you know, me being a smart guy, you know, at like six years old instead of saying boat, you know, I said ship. Well my mother didn't understand that I was saying ship S H I K she thought I was saying something else and you know, I got a backhand across the mouth. So right there that was probably the first lesson when I realized that words had power <laughs> so, um, not necessarily good power, but you know, um bad power. So um,
1: <laughs> definitely power.
3: Yeah. It was power, you know, and I felt that and I can I still remember that incident. But, you know, um you know, whether it be scripture or whatever the case may be, you know, words that proceed out of our mouth or words that we write, you know, have the power to alter people's consciousness, their attitudes, their feelings. Um and so that has become integrally important as to what I do when I write. Um and you know, I do examine things quite sometimes, you know, um, you know, asking hard questions of myself first. But going forward in reference to the various poets and writers and people that have comments and commentary, you know, that's what I look for is that, you know, the people, you know, and there's a few of them in the chat, like Chrissy and Janet and, you know, Teresa, you know, that I even rich, you know, in reference to, you know, the positive commentary, you know, they have the hard questions we ask in our poetry or, you know, the comments. Now, I think it's incredibly important because it does affect a whole community, and that community affects humanity, you know. Um, And if I can, you know, strive to, whether it's the publishing or the radio or, you know, the the social site, you know, uplift that and embrace that. You know, Um, I I call that empowering the inner child, you know, to be clear, um, to come out and play in this beautiful world that we have, this beautiful creation. Uh, doesn't always look beautiful, but you know we can make it in touch not through our words and how we embrace each other, you know, and the kind words that we share with each other.
2: You've um, you've built quite the family within the Inner Child Network and um, on your various groups. Now, did did Inner Child did you start that? It's because I'm curious how you started that community. Did you start it as the radio? show first, or did that branch off of the publishing um, work that you do? Did the community grow first? How, how did that all come about? Because you do have such a supportive, amazing family within the inner child community.
3: Well, what what happened was, I, I have to take you back to 2006. Um, in 2006, I lost my wife to cancer, okay? And it was at that time that I realized that even though I was a good man and I could, thought I was a good father or whatever... That there were many times in my life that I, I was not being totally authentic. And um, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that, you know, as they say, living in the here and the now, a lot of times we, we get so inundated with self and the things that we desire in our lives. And consequently, you know, I wasn't really paying attention, even though I was a good guy, I gave and I shared and all that kind of stuff. I never was, I didn't see myself as being as authentic as I could have been. Now, with that, I was raised in a very spiritual atmosphere between my grandmothers and, you know, my great-grandmother and my mother and my father, and, you know, all the family was very spiritual. So I've always, you know, paid attention to what spirit said me. So I cannot take credit for starting Inner Child. However, what happened is when my wife passed, I started sharing my writing you know, as a healing process on my faith. Um, And then I met um, a lady by the name, of, a young lady by the name of Karen Babbick, um Um, She went by Karen Karma. Um, She brought me over from MySpace because Leanne, Leggy, and Chris Buck and all of us were friends. And when they started Humanity Healing, we all went from MySpace to Humanity Healing. Um, From Humanity Healing, I'd say, oh, I can start my own group. So after a while, I branched out and started the inner child group. Um, But I can't take credit for the name. I can't, you know, it's just like, that's what, told me to call it, and that's what I did um you know and you know people gravitated towards what the philosophy was, which was you know empower you know empowering the divine inner child you know empowering embracing and enlightening um and then I had a large following as far as my poetry was concerned so they naturally came over and that's what actually formulated the group the radio did actually didn't come till last year um in September is when we started the radio show and I started publishing company actually in two thousand seven, um, two thousand eight actually um, formally, but I didn't do anything with it until um, and then this year I just you know said okay let me focus on it so things just kind of naturally progressed because I allowed them to not because I stood in the way or I you know had this wonderful foresight or insight to say okay this is what I'm going to do and you know great people have come around me like uh, Richie Chrissy and. Janet and you know, over the years and you know, we just shared together and that's how the family grew. It just kinda of grew very, very naturally. You know, it wasn't something that we said, okay, let's doing it, let's do this, let's do that. Now we're a little bit more focused because we have I think the vision is becoming a little bit more defined that we can do something positive and powerful and affect change. So now we are being a little bit focused as you know, you guys are a part of the inner child family. But bringing your power there, you know, enhances the whole community and that's the beautiful thing about it is that when we work collectively, you know, and it doesn't matter what the name is, whether it's inner child everyday connection or, you know, uh the Jesus Christ connection, it really doesn't matter, but when we work in the collective of humanity, I think that we have a power that's exponentially larger than the collection of the of the parts. Now, as you as I say, this problem's greater than the parts. Now, so that's the beautiful thing as to what's happening right now.
2: And I, I think that's I think that's something that that I want to talk about and focus on a little bit um, okay. because something that's come to my attention lately is that there's this belief and that belief and blah 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 blah. And you know what? It, it really, at the end of the day, I don't care about any of it. I love people; they're fascinating. I love hearing their stories. I love hearing where they're from. But at the end of the day, we're not getting anywhere without each other. And absolutely you know and that's why i love the inner child family because it gets back to um bringing together the individual creativity and meshing that together and um enhancing it um celebrating it lifting it up raising it higher and saying yes you can and together we will yeah. and and that to me is really powerful and beautiful and that's what yeah. having faith in your fellow man is all about right Well, you know,
3: I kind of believe, and this is where I'm coming to I was was raised, I was born, you know, and I I, I didn't know it at the time, but I was born a Christian, and I was raised a Christian. And, you know, in my examinations, you know, I think that the faith that we choose, the religious dogma um, that is waiting for us when we're born is as a result of um, our ancestry as well as our geography. Um, if I was born in India, chances or I'd be a Buddhist, a Hindu, or something of that particular nature. If I was born in Saudi Arabia, chances or I'd be a Muslim, you know, you know um, or perhaps Christian, I don't know. But, you know, I didn't have a choice. Maybe I did, maybe there's some part of my soul that did make that choice that hey, I was gonna be born a Christian. I don't know, I can't answer that. But I do know that a large amount of whatever the religious dogma is that I received in the, the indoctrination, the training, you know, um, came as a result of who my parents were and where I was born. Um, with that, I also, in the later years, I don't know whether I was a free taker because of public, plug for CD, but whether I was a free taker, you know, or not. But the point of the matter was that I realized that, um, that through large part politics, gender, you know, uh, you know religious dogma, um, all those things were things that, you know, were controlled and dictated by man, quote, unquote, man. Um, and they sort of separate us from one another. But there's some intrinsic things, you know, across the landscape, the fabric of humanity, that are synonymous for all of us. And there's such things as art, words, speaking, music, um, a smile, and love, (laughs) you know. Um, Those things transcend all the man-made dogmas, whether it came from the Roman Catholic Church or it came from, you know, whoever. It really does not matter, but ultimately um, I can smile at anybody on this earth and they understand that. You know, I can play a note on a guitar or a note on a flute or a piano or whatever, and it resonates in that particular person's soul. Um, and that is our connectedness, um, and you're absolutely right, Gene, in the fact that, you know, there is something greater than the things that, you know, we were taught to believe in, you know, um, you know and I, 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 and that's what I embrace. Uh, and that's what the inner child does. And we all have one. Now, we all have that little child in that closet screaming to be joyful, <laughs> dancing in the sunshine, you know, and chase butterflies and believe in the rainbow. You know, and um, that's pretty much, you know, what we're looking to embrace and bring out and uplift and tell people, hey, you have a magic. You know, you have something that's wonderful in you, and I want to embrace it. You know, and I love that. And it comes to, you know, just loving, you know, and I love that.
2: Sound like you really, really enjoy um as much as I do the interaction with people. Because that's mm-hmm. why I do what I do and I, I you know, just listening to you and this is the first time that um that I'm getting to actually speak to you. But this just listening to you speak, it's it's you just love people. You love people yeah. and you you really just want them to know how amazing they are. Which is really cool.
3: Yeah. And and even greater than people, I love. love you know. Um I, I believe personally and I have some eclectic and eccentric thoughts about love. Um for me love is a spirit. You know, um it's a spirit that permeates all of existence. You know, um you know, and uh, I, I think that we're all infused, you know, with that particular spirit as to whether we suppress it, allow it to come out and play or whatever that's our individual choice. Um, but I know that life is so much more beautiful when we, you know, open up to receive and give our love, you know. Um, and I think that's the beautiful thing about being human, you know, is the fact that and you know, I have this particular theory that, uh, you know, human beings are the actual metaphysical cross, you know, and that we are the only beings in creation that I know of, and I don't know everything, but that I know of, that actually are the, the conjunction of spirit and physicality. Um, And that's a very, very unique place to, you know, occupy in creation. Um, What does it mean? I don't think any of us really, really know. We have a feeling, you know. uh, But, you know, in the meantime, let's embrace it and discover you know, with the wonder of how wonderful we can be. And that's a beautiful journey to be on. Now, I mean, it's only through that mentality that I get to know who Gene is, that we get to know, the beauty, need Gene. And don't get me wrong, sometimes people do get on your nerves. But then, that's an opportunity for me, me you no, know, I look at it as an opportunity for me to examine myself, you know, as to what was my level of tolerance that allowed them, you know, to move me, move me out of my square of goodness or love, you know, or life. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's not them; it's me.
1: Always.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yes, I've. Always, often, been fond of saying that we're all geniuses, but that it's when we are together uh, that we become divine genius. Um, Yes, because sometimes the person that seems least interested in what's going on may ask the silly question that leads to the breakthrough uh, for everybody else, and uh, um, having different perspectives to bring to the. To bring to the table just enriches my view of what's going on um, and uh, so in some ways, this uh get on the radio and talk to as many people as you can um is a selfish pursuit because it just it really widens our vision and um do you find between the the young poets the the old poets? Like me, I'm speaking about myself when I say old. Uh, <laughs> have to have to make that. Well, like, <laughs> uh, but do you, do you, don't you find that that's that's the case that it it really um, expands enlarges your own uh, vision of life. Yeah,
3: you know, um, there, there's a saying I don't quite remember what it is, um, but out of the mouth of babes, you know. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I'm at this particular age right now where I'm starting to reflect back stronger. I can't say day by day, but, you know, one childhood and meaningful, that particular type of freedom was, you know, freedom to express the freedom of thought, not being, you know, down to indoctrination, um, being nonconform, conform uh, being a nonconformist to a large extent, um, and just being in the realm of wonder and discovery. And I, I think that the younger poets have, you know, something that is definitely a bit more pristine than us older people who have been caught the rules. You know, I mean, even when you look at, for example, just the, the um, I, I talked to some poets like Janet and I talked to Teresa and various other poets a lot about this, but even in reference to the compliance of how you write a poem. You know, we older people, because we've been through it, we're trying to formulate and, you know, if you would, you know, compress and define and, you know, all those things that are restrictive, you know. And I think that, you know, the younger poets, you know, you know, a lot of times are still discovering themselves, but, you know, if we pay attention to them, we can actually discover a piece of ourselves along with their, you know, questions that they ask, you know. And, you know, one of my my desires is to maintain that freshness of not being dogmatic, um to, you know, always look at, you know, the world with that particular wonder. I have a good friend of mine who says I always got my head in the clouds. Well, I like being in the clouds, you know, I mean that's a wonderful place to be, you know, uh, but I I realize sometimes we have to be grounded and be real. But um the younger poets uh I, I think their voice is not being defined. Um being in that realm of discovery, you know, opens up you know, can it be opening for us spiritually, you know, if we're paying attention? Um, you know, I don't know. I, you know, it's just it's just wonderful. And, you know, every voice is different, you know. Um, you know, I mean, everybody has a different perspective. Rick, Gene, Bill, and everybody in the chat room, everybody's listening. We all have different perspectives. And I think there's so much to be gained if I to look at the, the world through your eyes, Rick, you know, or through Gene's eyes, you know. Um, you know, whereas a lot of times we want people to look through the world through our eyes. That's it. You know, but um, you know, I don't know. I, I just you know it's. I feel like um, Alice in Wonderland sometime and, You know, that's that's a good feeling. I enjoy that feeling. Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. I think
2: the um, sense of wonder is uh, that childlike wonder. I, I know. I've I've written about it tons of times and talked about it and and I I just love sharing that idea with other people that when you go out into the world and you look at it as a child would look at it like look at that and and what's that Mm -hmm. over there and and what's that guy doing it and it just it brings a sense of play to your day that keeps you up and um and if people think your head's in the clouds a little bit i think that's okay because It opens the door for that magical word, love, to come in, really. Mm -hmm. Because you're not putting up blocks. You're not making assumptions. You're not making presumptions. You're not um, putting up walls and saying, this is my little space. Don't invade it. You're opening yourself wide to the world and saying, come and teach me stuff because I want to learn because I don't know everything yet. And I mean, you can't possibly learn it all in one lifetime, but oh my goodness, you can try and how much fun is that?
3: Ah yeah, well you know I, I'm also a believer that we already know everything we need to know, you know, um, you know and it's just for us to discover it, you know, and I kind of pretty much we're saying the same thing, you know, um, you know when I when I think in terms of love, you know, um, you know, like when I let myself lose to love, you know, the goodness I have always expected comes to me. Yeah, you follow what I'm saying there, and that, you know, I know that in my soul, if you would, that there's a great, great wonder that is already mine, you know. How to unlock that key is my problem, because a lot of times guilt gets in the way, you know, or I allow voices to get in the way, or I allow life to get in the way of that. But when I open myself up to receive that, you know, all that beauty, all that wonder comes to me of its own accord, you know, um... You know, so, you know, I, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about children is that they don't have these concerns. I have to think through it from a cerebral point of view. They just live it, you know. And, you know, um, <laughs> I guess we've grown up enough to know that we we um, haven't learned anything, I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> More I learn, the less I know.
3: <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that a, you know, I, I think God has a sense of humor. Humor,
2: you know? Are you kidding me? He's the greatest comedic scriptwriter of all time.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we co-created along with him. You know? um, but, you know, if we can laugh at ourselves. Like That's a wonderful thing. We to laugh at you know, ourselves. You
1: know? Absolutely. And I don't want to, you know, beat on this dead horse about the young ones, but uh, Gene and I both do to some extent. Um <laughs> There's an old Zen saying, a Zen book actually written about the uh, beginner's mind, Zen mind. And it talks about how in the expert's mind, there's not very many options because you've been trained as to what won't work. And yet in the beginner's mind, the options are nearly infinite because they don't know what doesn't work. And I think it's something we lost when we had... uh, you know, you used to have the journeyman and an apprentice uh, together in in most uh, professions. And I think the journeyman benefited as much from the uh, apprentice as, as vice versa, because having that fresh set of eyes that might see, yes, that's the way you taught and it, it works well, but if you do this, it'll work just as well and it's easier or, um, you know, so many uh things that that once you've gained your quote-unquote expertise it's harder to see outside the boundaries of that expertise you've built up Mm -hmm. yeah and And, and i I, yeah go on sorry well and i just the 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 wide open forum that you provide i mean it's what we're trying to uh, provide to uh, kids with looking younger is just a uh, you know, you pretty much—they call in and you give them the mic and let them go—and uh, uh, some amazing things.
3: Yeah, and I—I and I, I don't, you know, and I—I I so agree with you. Um, you know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's always I, I've always been a non-conformist. I've always been a rebel, and that's what actually gravitated me at a young age towards writing was because it was the only place that I could exact what I was feeling um, without repercussion. Um, you know, I, I didn't have to fear my mother's backhand, you know, um, and, you know, I, was, I always had a mouth on me, so it's, it's not only the backhand, she had plenty of other instruments of destruction she tried to wield, you know, against Yes, somebody. yes. <laughs> you know, but, um, but you know, it's, it's on that piece of paper, you know, or now the computer screen or whether I'm writing or whatever, that I am totally free, you know, to express myself. And I, I think that, you know, we're, we're in a time right now where spiritually so many people are really seeking themselves, seeking the answers. Um, people are flocking to the um, institutions of religion, and people are flocking away from them at the same time. Um, and all the things that we depend on that we are told by our ancestry. Um, that works, um, we're now questioning because we're thinking for ourselves as opposed to thinking uh, ritualistically, you know, um, based on, you know, what we were told to embrace. Otherwise, we would go to, excuse my language, go to hell. Um, So I I think that right now um, the things that you're doing, the things that we strive to do within a child, you know, it's a very, very healthy form um, in allowing people, the writers are out there, wonderful writers are out there, allowing people to examine what they believe, you know, and what is the validity and how does it apply and integrate into my life, my walk, and my belief system, and how does it integrate into how I feel? Um, and, you know, overall, personally, I believe that we're children of cosmos, we're children of the universe. Um, you know, whether there's more of us out there or not, I don't know, I can't answer that. Maybe Mr. Hubble will come back from the dead and, you know, give us the answers, I don't know, but um, most certainly right now is where, where I am. Um, and where am I Is the question I ask myself Where am I You know. And the only thing I can answer Is right now I'm on the radio show You know Working my way through This particular dream Of sharing You know The love of sharing The insights of sharing Who I am um, But going forward Is that You know um, Just like with the radio show Or the writing You know Am I giving something You know Of me That is going to be Helpful Not necessarily impactful But helpful allow somebody else to see themselves, you know, and that goes back to what you were just saying about the expert, you know, and the student, you know. Um, I think the greatest teacher is also the greatest student, you know, um, and that's all I want to do. I just want to be a student of life, and you know, and all the other students in life, you know, um, you know, those students journey together, you know. Now I know I ramble on, but you know I can talk. So, <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that well that's that's me. What was it uh um uh, David Letterman that said, you know, I can't sing and I can't dance and so what else would I be but a talk show host. Uh,
2: <laughs> I think um I think one of the most beautiful gifts you can give is is not to give other people the answers but just to let them know that they already have them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think
2: that's, you know, I mean, wow, I, that excites me when when somebody comes to me and says I need help with this and we talk it through and and give them half an hour of talking it out and eventually they answer their own question and they figure out the solution yeah. on their own and then they jump around a bit and go, "Hey, I knew it, and it's like, yeah, I knew you knew, which is really cool because it's their aha moment, and being there to witness that aha moment um, is is so wow for me, and and that's why I love what I do so much because I I can't necessarily tell because I've been you know three years I've been writing about religion, spirituality, social issues, and I. Sh- Sure as hell, don't have the answers. I don't. <laughs> I've explored. I don't know how many conversations I've had with different people from different belief systems, and I honestly, to this day, I I don't know myself what I believe, other than that love is is the driving force, and that we have to stick together. And that's you know, that's uh-huh. my, my line. I I, go. I I go down there, right? And I just um. It excites me to be able to do this kind of work and bring these different people together and let them interact and share their stories and share their experiences and, and have people write into us and say, you know, this was a really, a really cool show or I really enjoyed this one and saying, yeah, because that guest was phenomenal and you, Rick's right. It's it's a selfish pursuit, <laughs> but I mean, there it is. That's that's the yummy in in the work is to be able to tell people how amazing they are.
3: You know, I, I went through and I, I I'm gonna say something about the selfish pursuit. So I went through a period, and this was back. You know, when I, you know, um, discovered even though we knew it, I discovered this back 2006 2007, and I came to the you know I had it in a hot moment and I realized. That the more you give, the more you get. And I started to examine this and say, okay, that's very selfish. For me now that I know the law and how that works, <laughs> you know, um, let me go out and give more so I can get more, you know. Um, but it's the spirit with which we give. I, I think one of the, the greatest things um, that you're talking about the listening aspect. Um, the greatest thing, you know, you hear a lot of uh, people, you know, that it, it, it espouse the proponent that we are one. And I, I think that, you know, if, if you and I sat down and talked long enough, Gene, or Rick and I, or I think if I said and talk long enough to anybody, that we will find that we have more in common than we have out of common with each other. So ultimately, I think that we are all reflections of each other, you know, or maybe to varying degrees, you know, in reference to, you know, what is the dominant traits or characteristics that, you know, we live or, you know, how we dress or whatever the case may be, but I think Ultimately, in listening, you know, um, we can have those aha moments, you know, um, successively every day, you know, um, but I I think it comes through just the listening, um, which is a big proponent, you know, like spiritually, I try to listen a lot. I go outside and outside every night, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, looking up at the stars, listening, barefooted, standing in the dirt, you know, listening, you know, um, it's because I want to hear spiritually, you know, um, the things that are resonating in me sometimes are voices and sometimes are feelings, but you know I think that we can get that same type of thing in just listening to each other. You know? And there's a lot of people out there who need to be heard. Yeah,
1: yes.
2: absolutely. That's
1: very true. Speaking of listening, um, you wouldn't have any uh, uh, samples of your poetry you'd like to share with us tonight, would you?
3: Yay! Mm-hmm. You know I, I got you no know, You know what I mean I got tons and tons and tons of poetry Uh, But um, Okay, I'm going to read this one I read this last week And I I think this is uh, be City You know, because I I thank you for this opportunity You know, I always love reading poetry I never get as much time to read it But this one here is titled That I Confess I stand naked at the altar confessing my sins of not believing, not trusting beyond the realms of dreams that my imagining can be actualized. I confess that I have always known of my greater self, yet I found false solace and comfort in trying to fit in, be accepted, as I deceived all my soul has ever known and subsequently believed that I could be so much more. I confess that I have been I have seen the unlocked door and I turned the latch to lock it for I did not want the responsibility to stand alone in a world yet alone I stand here anyway this day as I confess. I confess that I have closed my eyes to the lessons life has presented me, and in this confessing I realize that the lies I have told myself still live for life to give them, I granted. I give in the shadows of my reality, and I called them life, when in truth it was a darkness beyond my darkest night. I confess that I have had countless opportunities to love, to embrace my brother, and I turned away, many a day, or I crossed the street, that I would not have to meet someone who looked just like me, greedy or needy by living a seedy life while creating my own strife just so I would be occupied in the denial of my divinity. I confess that when I finish here, that the fear I have created is waiting for me in the corners of my consciousness, and I have yet to learn or discern of how to let go. You know what they say, let go, let God. But I have not given that nod to my higher faith as of yet but I am trying but the lying I do to myself keeps coming back to haunt me and it faunts the doubt about me every waking moment when I am not centered in Source my kingdom within of course I confess this musing of choosing my truth am not I Source manifest let us test its principle and confess our truth in gratitude and in love and let us confess this in our actions, our thoughts, our intent, that we will march forth and become what we are meant to be in reality with an absolute verity and pristine clarity that we are a child of creation. And this is my test. So this moment, I take the time to confess.
1: And that's the poem. Oh,
2: Wow. Amazing. Bill, will you now, send me a copy of that. <laughs> sure, sure. I really like that. Thank you.
3: Thank you. You know, um my wife, um my late wife, um she was a, a music teacher. You know, she uh was organist for, you know, um, two chapels, two churches. And um, you know, she was a classically trained pianist. And um you know, she had told me something. I paraphrased it and made it into a saying. But um, And the saying is something like this. God has granted each one of us a song to sing. And to not sing that song is the only sin in life. So I, I believe that each soul is resonating something beautiful to add to life, and that divine symphony we call life. Um, and when we withhold that goodness from humanity, from life, um, that in itself is a sin. And that's what that poem basically about is. You know, me confessing that I can be so much more. I can be so authentic. I can be real. You know, I can embrace my brother. I can, you know, allow myself to express myself openly. You know, it's better to be honest and open than it is to be truthful and clear. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just think, you know, um, you know, so, and you know, and that's a large amount of what I write about that in love. You know, spirituality and love, those are the two things that, you know, kind of.
2: I think the authenticity really shines through in everything you do, Bill, and um, it, it is so vitally important because we we can't we can't connect on that kind of level if we can't open ourselves up to each other and just allow ourselves to be human around each other and 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 not put on the airs and not pretend, you know, that everything's okay today and when it's not and um I I struggled with it for so long myself that I like you mm-hmm. now want to teach others that it's it's okay. Um yeah. sh- showing weakness and, and times of sorrow does not mean that the world is gonna take advantage. It means mm-hmm. that there's gonna be somebody there to lift you up. And yep. In turn, when the person needs you, you'll be there to lift them up as well. It's just a, I mean, it's it's a give and take kind of thing, and it, it really does. It shines through in the work that you do.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I think one of the biggest things, um, you know, for me is is gratitude. Um, you know, I I remember um, the last few months of my wife's life. Um, she was more. Um, a part of the religious dogma, you know, the Jesus Christ, and I was a little bit more cosmic, <laughs> my whole attitudes about spirituality. Um, so we were different people. But the last few months of our lives, of her life, uh, you know, we, we spent going to the hospital, spending the night at the hospital, and, you know, things of that nature. And, you know, the thing was that, you know, during that time, we lived with the hope that things were going to get better, you know. And I am so thankful to have lived those last few months with hope as opposed to living with the dismal anguish that it's just a matter of time. Yeah, you follow what I'm saying there? You know, yeah. That hope is so uplifting. You know, um you know at, since that time, since her death uh, um and you know, things are not peachy cream by judgment, man's judgment. Um, but since that time, uh, my wife and I we had eight children together. Um, I have three children by the previous marriage, so I have a total of 11 children. And just to kind of put it in perspective, um, we have been semi-dysfunctional, my children and I, due to, you know, circumstances with the in-laws and what have you, semi-dysfunctional from 2006. But this is something I think, you know, is on my heart every single day of my life, you know. Um, I remember, you know, back about 2008, you know, I was kind of 7, or 2007, I was really feeling sorry for myself. Every place I went, whether it was a family member or a friend that knew the circumstances, would serve to remind me about how woeful life was. Oh, Bill, no, that's not right, and whatever. And I just got so tired of hearing the negativity, you know, that I just started telling people, listen, I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to talk about it. From that point on, I had to go through a personal transformation in that, you know, I, I looked at the situation, I said, okay, out of my 11 children, you know, I had the opportunity to speak to five of them on a daily basis Six of them, the minors and what have you, we were kind of dysfunctional or, you know, the the in laws were not interfacing the way the courts told them they had to do and you know, all these things were effective, but you know, it was five out of eleven. And this is the analogy that came to me. I said, if I was a baseball player, okay, and every eleven times I got up to bat I hit a home run. I'd be in the Hall of Fame after a year. Yeah. So I, I realized that now, that was something to be grateful for, something to be thankful for. And um, with that transformation, I realized that every day, every breath, every heartbeat, is a reason to be thankful because I don't control the heartbeats. I don't control the breath. They come. You know, they're given to me. You know, um, for whatever reason, whether you want to call it, biological or a, I don't know, spiritual, whatever. But the point of the matter is I'm, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for it. every time my heart beats. I'm grateful. You know, um, for the breath. You know, and early this year I had a heart attack, and that kind of put things back in perspective, in the fact that hey, you know, like you know, at any given time you could be checked out of here. You know, so I'm right. grateful to have this opportunity to share, to love, to touch somebody, to get on a radio show such as the Define Radio Show, and talk about the importance of love. You know, and hopefully someone will say, hey, you know, let me go out and help somebody. Just like at the end of every radio show, I tell people out, how do you ever in your house? Now tell me you love them, just for no reason. It doesn't matter, you know. Um, but you can actually affect that person's life, their attitude, you know. And when someone next to me has a good attitude, that affects me, you know. And it becomes contagious, and, you know. That's that's a wonderful, wonderful place to come to that realization that I can change this world by my actions, what I do, how my attitude about it, who I say, hey, I love you, Gene. I love you, Rick. You know. I mean, what does it take? It doesn't cost anything. You know? So gratefulness. you, know, you grateful to have that knowledge that I can do that and grateful to be able to do that, that I can speak or write a word and say, hey, I love you guys. You know, is a wonderful thing you know, for me. Gratitude. <laughs> hmm.
2: Such an awesome gift, the appreciation of appreciation.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that you mentioned that it uh, it, it doesn't cost anything and it's the most precious gift we can give. Uh, yeah. Pretty amazing.
3: Yeah, and you know it comes back to you. Rick's shown me love to so I can't I I can't count. I'm not going to try to count. But you know the people in the chat room. You know, the people listening to the show, the those communities that we're all a part of, and go on someone's page and say, Hey, I love you, or thank you or whatever. And, you know I mean they don't have to say anything back. I get the gift just because I did that. You know, that's one of the gift, just a gift.
1: Absolutely. Well, we've just got uh about eight minutes left. Um, one of the first things I want to be sure we do is uh uh make sure everybody knows how to find you bill and uh uh anybody out there thinking about writing a book you got stuff you've got written, you need a publisher um here's one for you right here and uh uh I think you can hear hear in his voice and in his talk that uh that it would be about you and about your words, not about pretty packaging or big dollars. so how can they find you bill
3: well um the first thing we always say is you can Google Inner Child and you'll find just Bill or William S. Peters, Sr. Um, you know, you'll find us. The main thing we're, we're, we're focusing on right now is the coming together of the social community, and that would be com. And as Rick said, um, you know, we are publishing. Um, I do really enjoy working with young writers or new writers or old writers. It doesn't make any As long you're writing, I enjoy working with you um, because I think words have power. And, you know, um, but that's at innerchildpress. dot dot com. Um, you can find it. And then we also have our main website, which is innerchildenterprises. dot com, and of course the radio show, Inner Child Radio, um, right here at Blog Talk Radio. Um, so. We're we're kind of a lot of places, you know, you know, at the YouTube sites, so you know, just keep doing what we can do, you know, any way we can, you know, because you know, it's it's not really about me, it's it's really about the vision, you know, and if I can do my part, you know, you know, in that, and you know, assist other people in doing their part, you know, if I can be a servant, you know, to that end of other people's voices being heard, or other people's being empowered, or you know, then you know, I I, I can smile, you know, and I I like smiling, you yeah. know, yeah, I like smiling.
1: That's wonderful, and you mentioned the radio show. Uh, I understand that uh, you have uh, an interesting yeah. guest tomorrow night.
3: Yeah, we have a very very highly esteemed writer, radio talk show host that's going to be with us tonight and that's other, none other than Jean Victoria Noah. Um <laughs> known chat room as Phoenix. So we're going to we're going to put her on the and it's a good thing that you took it easy on me tonight, Jean, because you know, I'd see I get I go last. Laugh. <laughs> but um we're going to put her on the grill and get to know more about her work and her insights. And, um and I'm looking forward to that, you know, to that. you know, I, I feel like, you know, lifting other people up and you know, it's it's a wonderful thing and We get you on the air sure. you know, and that's beautiful. You know, people get an opportunity.
2: I'm totally looking forward to being on the hot seat. (laughs) It'll be nice. We're not
3: going to make it too hot. I'm not that type of guy that would make it hot, you know. Um, You know, we don't ask the the hard questions, you know. We just want you to share your love. That's it, you know. Um, And and we're pretty easy going. We're not tough. I'm not a tough guy.
2: I okay, know there's um, there's a whole bunch of new faces in the chat room tonight that um, I'm excited to see. So I'm just I'm just gonna say hi to everybody in the chat room. My love to all of you. You guys are hilarious. Um, for those of you who don't have me on Facebook, it's Jean Victoria Norlock on Facebook.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. So
2: uh, click that click that button and friend me. Darn it, because I want to hear more from you guys. And uh, Bill, wow.
3: Pardon? These are your
2: relatives. These are your Yeah,
3: relatives. my family. These my family. Family. You can get family. So friend Jean over at Interchal.min as well.
2: Yes, yeah. absolutely do that if you haven't done that. Um I'm I'm really bad with not always being online, but I will try to be there more often. <laughs> um and and Bill, thank you so much for coming on tonight and at uh, home. I pleasure. loved it. It was amazing. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. We'll have to uh, have you back again, and then uh, uh, several folks were asking about music in the uh, chat room. Uh, mm. We're going to be uh, we're going to be adding some uh, music. We're going to be spotlighting independent artists uh, okay. starting in November. Uh, we mm. have a we have a young man coming November first. I guess is when the show is, isn't it, Gene?
2: Yes, um, it is, Senor.
1: Uh, we're going to have uh, Dana Harmon, a uh, very talented young guitarist that's going to be the guest, and uh, we'll also be playing some of his music. And then, uh, so the show uh, this week goes to two nights a week, and then in November goes to 90 minutes instead of an hour, uh, so that we've got 30 minutes of time to uh, spotlight some independent artists and uh, get them some exposure. Absolutely. Uh,
2: So if you have music, send it in to us, guys. Visit the website, everydayconnection.me, and uh, hook us up. With some yeah, pitch.
1: we've got a we have a page right there on uh, uh, Everyday Connection website called God Music, um, or you can just email one of us. Um, and and as I mentioned, we're going to two nights a week uh, this week is uh, we we had planned it for an October rollout, but we've just got so many people we want to talk to that we couldn't get there with it. Uh, yeah. So I hope everybody will join us on Thursday night. Uh, we have a young lady named Sky, uh, twenty-one years old and has already uh, written a book, uh, and I thought, well, it's probably a, a, a nice short story, and it's almost 800 pages uh, of her journey that included a 44-day vision quest and, uh, and, and what she's decided about life, and it's really, I think, uh, uh, going to be interesting. I hope you guys can join us.
2: This is one you do not want to miss.
1: <laughs> the 21-year-old yeah. water bearer. If, if I may
2: say
3: one thing, and this is probably the radio talk show who's coming out at me, um, you know, I, I want to actually commend both of you for what you're doing um, with LookingYounger.com, you know, LookingYounger.blogspot.com. And everybody out there that hears my voice, stop by that particular website, um, and you're probably more able to talk about that. But, you know, I, I'm always lifting up that, you know, on our show. Um, I, I like the idea as to it's ages 5 to 20, I believe you said.
2: Five to
3: twenty, yes. Five sir. to twenty. Five to twenty. Um mm-hmm. encourage the younger people to write and send your work into Rick and Jean. Looking younger blogspot com. Is that where they would send it, to Rick? Uh
1: absolutely. There's uh, uh, instructions there on, on submitting uh uh articles, blog posts, um and uh covers the fact that we don't well we've given some suggestions of things that they might want to write about that we really don't have any stringent guidelines. We want them to talk about what they're interested in, what's on their mind. Right. And uh, right. we're going to give them a platform and And, and when we uh, uh, get it together, we're going to actually publish a book. Uh, we've we published one before called The Book. And so this is going to be Blooking Younger, a book of blogs and um, uh, with uh, uh, some proceeds going to uh, – uh, two different youth-related uh, charities. So uh, uh, we're 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 really big on the young people. Gene and I both, and I know that you are too, Bill. They uh, they know, they know more than we give them credit for, and we'd like to give them uh, a platform, just uh, just like you do. So if you don't write poetry and you you're too shy to get on Bill's show, send what you've written to us, and 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 we'll see what we can do for you. <laughs>
2: Great. Absolutely. Great. You know what we'll do? We'll put we'll take that link and we'll uh, get it up on the Everyday Me website as well, so that people right. can find it easily.
3: I'm right. so
2: told in the child groups
3: because we have a, a, a whole bunch of writers that are in and out the inner child groups, um, and then that way we can also share. Maybe we can make it viral. Who knows? You know, the right
1: person sees it. Who knows what happens? You know. Yeah.
2: All right, Rick, that's your job tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yes, the Looking yeah. Younger group over at Inner Child. Be watching for it, folks. We do have an Everyday Connection group over there as well. If you haven't uh, joined, uh, join us. And, um, hey,
3: Rick, we should make give Gene that task.
1: Yes, I think so.
3: That. Yeah, yeah. Gene, start the Looking Younger dot, you know the group over at Inner Child.ming, and we can invite the community to have their children and grandchildren contribute.
2: <laughs> oh, well, all right, Sure. Rick can yeah, have the day off. Yes. Why not?
3: Awesome. <laughs> got, actually, right now we have three admins here. There's uh, Richard Linehart, Janet Yale, poet, and also Rick O'Shields, You know, as well as me. You know, so um, you know, we're all watching you, Gene. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh boy.
3: <laughs> so tomorrow okay. by eight o'clock. Okay. Yeah, sure.
2: So, Why not? Is <laughs> that yeah. eight p.m.? Wait, what, aren't I on the radio tomorrow? I'm going to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> That was amazing. All right, kids. Well we love you all and um I guess our time is kinda sorta up. Kinda so. sort of
1: up. And uh we yeah. always we always cheat for those of you that have looked at the schedule and said, Why does it say ninety minutes and you say an hour? It's because we don't want blog talk to hang up on us when we're right in the middle of our best thought of the night. Um so when we go to ninety minutes it'll be scheduled for two hours. Everybody relax. We just like playtime. We don't like limits. We're we don't color- do deadlines. No coloring inside the lines.
3: Well guys, I'd really like to thank you so much, you know, um, for this opportunity to be able to share the message and hopefully we uh, we touch somebody, you know, tonight. But thank you again for the honor. Um, you know, I am gracious. Yeah, thank you.
1: Well, we just want to thank you, Bill, for for everything that you do and uh, and for who you be and that you're willing to, to be that and show it to the world um, it's uh, it's getting easier but it, uh, it it's always been a little hard to step up and say hey listen this is what I think but uh, we hope it catches on so join yeah. us Thursday night we're going to have a great show everybody tune in to uh, Inner Child tomorrow night uh, our very own Gene Victoria Norlock will be there And uh, until then, just maintain that everyday connection. Night, y'all. Night,
2: night. all. Love you.
1: Love
3: you guys.
2: Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me. And be sure to like their Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash everyday connection worried you might miss an episode don't worry subscribe find us on iTunes by searching for everyday connection radio subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection